And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 145 today. Week one recap. Your host, TJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, my father, Tommy Savaro. Kurtzman, how are we doing tonight, brother? Doing well. Uh, not too late of a start. Hopefully we get out of here in about an hour. But uh, overall, good week one. Excited to talk about it and excited to talk about week two and see who can turn around, who can keep the offense going. Dad, how'd you feel about week one? Love the energy, you know. Uh, big, I think it's the biggest league we've had, right? Biggest, yeah. League, yeah. A, lot, a lot of good players, a lot of new players. You know, a lot, I'm trying to get, uh, you know, familiarized with a lot of these new guys, and you know, I, I like what I see so far. Yeah, I did the count. There were 30. There are 32 rookie eligible players this year. Um, love seeing that. Love seeing new faces in the league. We have some new beasts in the league who are making a lot of plays in week one. Um, one thing I want to talk about before we started was the physicality of the league. I understand that people um, who have been playing this league for a while, they understand the physicality of the trenches. New guys, it takes a little bit of getting used to, at least initially. Um, if we're blocking downfield, we're using open hands. We're not launching into people's chests. We're not blindside blocking people. Um, I'm going to instruct the refs to start calling more flags on that shit to kind of get it out of the game. I don't want people getting blindsided, crack-backed. Like, you don't need to block people maliciously to get the job done. It's very easy to block someone and not be an asshole while doing it. Remember, it is flag football. We are a big family as a league. Um, so let's just not go out there trying to hurt anyone. We saw a lot of injuries in week one, and I'm hoping that that kind of doesn't happen going forward. So overall, I don't care the league is physical. Just try to open hand block and not throw shoulders at launch into people like there's no reason for it we are not wearing pads and it is not a tackle league so let's just be smarter about how we're playing more importantly we're not kids here uh everyone has jobs they gotta get up the next day to you know to support a family uh don't need to see that uh you know you want to play hard you want to play physical but not to the point where you're gonna hurt somebody 100 percent. thank you for backing me up on that one um overall with week one one thing i did want to say that i did when i was watching the film I'm not sure if the offenses sucked or the defenses were really good. Mm. I'm going to lean towards the offenses sucking. Um, for in the mo- in the most cases, I think that the defenses played okay, played pretty well. But I think it was more. I offensive. thought everyone had good pass rushes. Yeah, I thought D-line's that. I think. I think. Scary. I think D lines were. Re- I think D lines are really good now. That's they what. I, that's what I think. Offensive that's what lines I think. have to step up and yes. really be aggressive. Yeah. Um, a good D line obviously helps. I think more quarterbacks need to learn to get rid of the football a little bit quicker. Um, and I also think that one of the things is having someone that you can rely on to snap the ball each play. Because at least for me, like I knew, like Joe Mayo, every snap was like pretty solid anywhere it needed to be, and so I didn't have to think about okay, this snap might be launched over my head. We saw a bunch of snaps go a wire. Um, a wall, I should say, in the first couple games of the day, kind of throughout the day, that was kind of a theme a we lot. saw. But um, I hope that kind of that gets cleaned up. People haven't played in three, four months since the last league ended, so uh, I'm gonna hope for more highlights and big plays in week two across the league. All right, can we get into the games here? Of course we can. All right, let's go. Week one recap. I'll start with the first game. We'll go Vanderbilt TCU. Okay. I. Like Leota's team a lot. I need you to help me out with names here. Yeah, go I need for you it. to help me out with names. They came out and I thought they were creative. Like they were very, they were, I'll say, the most creative team of the day in terms of what they were doing. They had like multiple people in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the guy that was taken that they were handing the ball off to? Dave Coco. 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 Goes by one night Coco, like Cher and Madonna. Okay, Just Coco. Coco. Okay, Coco. Um, he's good. Good player. Shifty. Shifty. Um, I thought. The big impression from that game is Leota's boys are good. 
Yeah, like they that. Are like, like we were like, yeah, it's the team with Leota and his boys. Leota's boys are good. They were they were a good team. Um, Malozzi was talking about after the game. He really liked the defense that they were playing. He thought they were rotating well. Um, I, Malozzi, I went, had the funny funny celebration of week one ca- mid mid catch gritty before he hits the ground into it clean transition. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it was. Uh, I thought Leota looked good. A lot of um, a lot of what how we predicate these teams and how how we we talk about these teams is, is based off their quarterback play. And Leota looked good, and I thought they did a lot of things to help him. Um, he made a lot of plays. We talked about the snaps before we started talking about the game. Yeah, Alvina was snapping the ball for him. Yes, Alvina definitely had some snaps go over Leota's head. Yes, and he scored. A, I think he scored a touchdown he on one of those on a, on a crazy broken play, and the, it didn't kill them that much. I think there was a few safeties. Was a safety, safety. safety by each team. Um, bad the game, both sides. Yeah, both sides. But I liked. I liked two, the way. I liked the way Leota's team looked, and I'll let you guys talk more about TCU. But um, I thought TCU was definitely more alive in the first game than their second game. Um, yeah, so but, people could uh, have bad taste in their mouth going into that second game. But yeah. um, I thought the quarterback, Hograth, I thought he was athletic. He could make plays. He had a rushing touchdown, a long rushing touchdown mm-hmm. in this game where he actually did it a few times where he just called hike and ran up the middle. Yeah, and just And just went, and just went straight and just went straight up the middle. Um, I thought he's athletic. And I was, I'm a little surprised in how, like, you have Liam, you have Rich, like, Paul Carter. Paul Carter. Like, they had really they, good receiver. We thought that we thought they had good weapons. Like, they got a, that was their first game. 100%. So, I'm, we're not going to, I'm not going to, like, bury them. But, no, of course not. like, that's, that's a team that I think will be okay moving forward. I think they, I, they do have a lot of talent on that team. They just didn't put it together in that first game. Yeah. Um, listen, I thought Leota went right back to what he does best get rid of the ball fast, let guys kind of short passes, slants, outs, hit Melozzi a few times. Um, his boy Vinny Orlando is a good player. Yeah. Had, had, uh, led the team in flag grabs in week one. Um, I just think Leota came in with a really good game plan and they executed well. Um, they ran the ball effectively. They have really good trench play with Cobrin, Melozzi, and uh, Alvina. Yeah. They get. Um, contributions from their ninth round pick Ryan Bartlett who had a big third down conversion also had another catch in the drive um, I just think that he has a very solid team top to bottom and he kind of he, he doesn't do too much on offense to where the receivers need to be like superstar all-stars he gets rid of the ball fast they should catch it and make plays Leota's more elusive than we like to think in the backfield as you said he took a snap that went 30 feet over his head and Leota's very elusive touchdown. in the backfield yeah no he is he makes guys miss he's a veteran he gets rid of the ball fast and Coco is a good weapon for him along with Johnny Light um, and Vinny as for TCU first game playing together I feel like Chris needs to figure out how to use each of his receivers um I think Liam is more of like is at his best when he can get the ball early or uh, in small like uh, close to intermediate routes instead of sending him on a bunch of deep balls. I think Paul Carter and Rich are kind of your deep ball guys. Not that Liam can't do it. I just think Liam yeah. is most effective in running like the five to ten yard routes and then making guys miss with his um, athleticism. Line did not play well. Elvina was in the backfield almost every single play, making Chris's life hell. They tried yeah. double teaming; it didn't work. They tried different line combinations; it didn't work. They had uh, two different guys snap. Um, Ray snaps it off of Chris's head when he's not ready for the ball. Elvina picks it up for what ended up being the game ceiling touchdown, uh, defense touchdown. You hate to see that when, especially like when you just scored and then got the onside kick. Liam Knowles back to back plays, and then that happens. Like, just it's 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 a killer. Um, Leota's team did well. I'm not going to gas them too much because I do think that they left a lot out on the table. They got stopped a few times inside the 10. I um, feel like they need to do a better job. If I have to point out a weakness yeah. to their team, it's probably doing a better job just getting into the 30s. 
because that's a game that I think you have to get into the 30s. You, uh, you should have gotten into the 30s. Like, that's a game that um, newer team, well, not newer team, but new quarterback, um, got the win, got the job done, but I'm looking for a little more offensively. Leo only had three touchdowns. Eh. <laughs> that I expect more. Leo is a great leader. Um, I watch his offense. He has a ball control offense. Yep. He could hit the big play, but his his game is more of a you know we'll take chunks at a time, 100%. work the uh, work the ball down the field. I love that type of offense. I like time of possession. I like sustained drives. To me, that that equals wins. Uh, I, I got to commend Melozia. I think he came into the season in great shape. There are a lot of guys out. Big transformation from what 100%. last season to this season, and he's one of them. He looks in great shape. Uh, looks faster, looks bigger, thinner. I, I think I, I think he's got a big year. Uh, he, he told me that his, his cousin promised him that uh, he'd have a big year this year. Yeah, no, they, uh, he got off to a good start. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, now, again, to TCU, first of all, you know, I always said that's that's a jinx. That color, that name, you got to stay away from TCU from the future. <laughs> we ever go to college, do not pick TCU. But here's what I like about them. Um, I do like their quarterback. Yeah, he's good. I think he's got great size. He's got good mobility. He's got a good arm. If the one thing I have to, and I, I've told this to other rookie quarterbacks from last season and the season before, you roll out to the right too much. You, you limit yourself where you, you, you have to feel. But the biggest mistake when you roll right is you throw left. Don't throw across the field. Don't throw across your body. It's only a, a recipe for disaster. Don't like seeing that. Did that a few times. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to pump him up because he's sitting next to me. But if you if you just take the time and watch some of the quarterbacks in the league, they slide into their protection. They move Brandon laterally. Kurtzman. the best two, pocket. There are two, listen, two Stevies to start the second. There half. Are, listen, there are two quarterbacks in this league that I love in the pocket. One is Kurtzman. The other one is uh, Gallant. Yeah, Gallant. Yeah. He. These guys. If you watch them, they are pocket passes. I mean, they could run. They have mobility, but their preferences. They'll drop back, and what they do is they slide laterally, left or right, to to, to you know to get that protection, to keep Help that protection. Your right, exactly, like and step up into the pocket and deliver. Because when you're looking downfield from the middle of the field, it's a lot harder for the defense to, to key in if you're just rolling on one side of the field. One hundred percent. And plus the fact he's he's got Liam. Get the ball to Liam. Get the ball to Liam to, had a few drops in this. In the, in yeah, but he he's, he's your guy. He, I know, he you is. know what? Like we always we always preach, you got to throw to your race, throw to your number one pick. That you got to you got to get the ball to Liam. He's a 100%. playmaker. Always get the ball to your playmakers. Plus you got Carter and uh, and you got Ritter. Ritter's an offensive force. I mean, don't forget these guys. I mean, even even early, if you have to just start throwing screens early, uh, we've seen other teams do that, and we'll get into that later. But you know, get the ball to your playmakers. That team, I think that team will be fine. Yeah, I think I think we all have the same sentiment. Week one, they had happened to have to play a doubleheader. Listen, they got a new quarterback in the league. He's never played sevens before. You got to get used to it. Yeah. It's a different league. I'm expecting them to definitely bounce back. I see a lot of them posting more like we're ready, like we'll be ready. I think they're yeah. coming with more of a game plan this week. I think they're going to realize that Leota's team came in with a game plan, executed well, and got the job done. Yeah. All right, let's get to the stats so I can move on to the next game. For sure. Uh, Hogree finished 8 of 16, 115 yards, one touchdown, one pick, two rushes, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Liam finished three catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Ritter held catchless in this game. Paul Carter, two catches, 13 yards, also had two sacks, one for a safety. Giroux had a catch for 22 yards, and Ray had two catches for five yards. Josh Shevlin, two tackles. Colin Thompson, two tackles. As for Leota's team, Vandy... Leota, 13-23, 129 yards, two touchdowns, two carries, 15 yards, and a touchdown. Malozzi, four catches, 28 yards, a touchdown. Alvina had the fumble recovery for a touchdown to steal the game. Coburn had two sacks, one being Two safety. sacks. 
All head covers a beast. Yeah, first play of the game, he came out safety. Yeah. And, and, and a big pressure that caused an interception. Okay. Kobe, uh, no, yeah, I love Cobra. He's a beast. beast. He is a beast. Um, Johnny Light, one catch, 13 yards, also had a pick. Vinny Orlando, four catches, 48 yards, an interception, and four tackles. Uh, uh, Coco, one catch, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Also had four carries for 15 yards. Get the bullet, Coco. He's yep. electric. Vin Zapola had a tackle and a pass breakup. Mo Tariq had one catch, and Brian Bartlett, two catches for 30 yards. Nice. All right, let's move a little quicker on these games. <laughs> All right, we have Memphis against UAB. Kurtzman. Very ugly game. Yeah. Very I, ugly, yeah. low-scoring affair. Very gritty. A lot of big blocks. A lot of, um, a lot of incomplete passes. Not a lot of yards gained in this game. Neither quarterback threw for more than ninety yards. Um, a lot of running. The weather was bad at nine a.m. I will say yeah. that it was probably the worst it was. Maybe a little bit in the end of the ten to the beginning of the eleven was bad also. But this game had bad weather. Um, Mikey's team shorthanded. Memphis playing uh, with most of their guys. A couple guys came late. Game started slow. Um, really not, it really was a very, not unexciting, not a lot of crazy plays, but the energy was live. Yeah. I'd love to see that at a 9 o'clock game. You had the, the renewed rivalry from the championship of Delon and A-Rod. Um, <laughs> Vin Gargano versus Mikey Gargano. Overall, this game was came down to, I'm going to be honest, it came down to a blown call. Uh, Matt Ballow scored to put them up. The ref calls them out. Refs calls them out. Then IB makes a crazy flag grab at the goal line to stop Latempa from scoring on the fourth down, or maybe maybe not fourth down. But yeah, it had to be fourth down. Fourth down. Uh, on fourth down to seal the game, and then IB to really seal the game on one play goes 45 yards to the house, runs the rest of the clock out, and seals the victory. Um, this game could have been won by either team. UAB gets lucked out, gets a big dub, finishes the game strong with a big IB flag grab. Like we always talk about IB not playing defense, made the defense play of the game. Um, I think both teams are going to look to have a better offensive week in week two. I think both teams, I feel like Mikey was a little, um, was very high on his offensive line coming into this week and he felt like he was very pressured on every single play. Every play. I think that line definitely needs to step up and play better, especially because. Um, Outside of Chris Hunter and Latempa, not a lot of big, big bodies on Memphis. More of like speed guys with Jarwar, Vinarina, and Jaleel coming. Uh, you you should be able to protect Mikey and give him time to throw. A Rod, another guy who likes to get in the trenches and block. Um, IB very unimpactful up until that last two. Plays well, let's talk the about the defense that they ran on him. They were playing. They basically tri- tri- They were trying they basically to play a triangle and on him. said beat us with anybody else. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to sound like like I would have done a little, anything differently, but like. I would have made sure Ivy touched the ball more than one time. I understand he was being tripled, but like he's got to touch the ball more than one time. Yeah, he has to touch the ball two times in one game. I'm not allowing that, even in even in worse games. I think he tried. I, he I definitely mean, he tried. tried. Four targets. Yeah, one was on. His, I, I think he could have. I think he could have. One went back IB to the, like it was a tough catch in no, the end zone. He could have made that. But play. yeah, I've TJ never Brown seen. I've nice never play. seen. I, I've never seen IB drop that pass. Before. Yeah, no. Overall, I think. Listen, Memphis came in with a game plan on defense, and they did a very good job neutralizing IB. Um, other guys needed to step up. Don Palumbo had a couple nice catches for Mikey. The line didn't really get involved in the passing game enough. Don Palumbo, I, like... I think Mikey praised them after the game and said he played a bunch of corner for him throughout the entire okay. game. Okay. Yeah, listen, they were shorthanded. They yeah. had to play guys a little out of position. I think Don Palumbo's definitely stepped up. Don Palumbo's a good athlete. He can make plays. Um, he actually would have easily have caught a touchdown, but Jarwar thought it was for him. Yeah, and Jarwar's literally pass breakup of the of the game was yeah. on by Jarwar. Um, shout out to Jarwar and TJ. I hope they're doing all right after the big <laughs> yeah, uh, after the big collision. Um, you want to talk about Jaleel? You were raving yeah, about no, Jaleel. Yeah, so. no, after the game, after that's what I was going to say. Um, 
I was definitely focusing more on the Vanderbilt TCU game because Leota had a bunch of new people in the league on his okay. team, and the quarterback of uh, TCU Hogarth. I wanted to watch him, so I wasn't watching this one as much. But every time I looked over there, um, I think Hunter's a good player. I think Chris Hunter's a good He's player. Very good. And Jaleel was battling with him. Yeah, they and, were. Yeah, they were battling. It was a really good I battle. Saw it, early too. it was a really good battle, and um, he got Mikey got Jaleel in the ninth round, and we talk yeah. about we talk about it all the time. If you get a gem like that late in the draft, it could change your entire season. Correct. So having he's, I consider him a gem already. Yeah, because he blocks. To, he blocks. He blocks. No, block. and he and he's like aggressive, and he's a really good player. He's called Mikey was saying he's the Alvina of this season. Maybe um, he that that's what Mikey was saying. But I think he's a really good player and a good dude. So I definitely wanted to. Yeah, shout I was him talking about. Yeah, good dude. I wanted to shout him out on the podcast. That was someone who comes an hour and a half away. The kid lives basically in Atlantic City. Yeah. And he comes an hour and a half to play. He's like, yeah, we just don't have anything like this over here. So well, I'm happy I'm able yeah, to support. No, it was, he, was, he was. But as for as for, I want to shout out Jaleel before we talk yeah, about yeah. Jaleel block of the game sealed ma- uh, made because of his block. He, IB was able to easily get to the end zone and score okay. that for a very touchdown. That was easily block of the game right there. Um, but overall, I think that Memphis is fine. I personally yeah. think Memphis is fine. Mingergano is more than capable of leading a team to many victories. I think he obviously thinks he was robbed in this game, um, but loses the Gargano ball. Gargano Bowl. Um, first time in a while we've had them face off against each other. They've been on the same team a couple times the last few years. Um, I'm excited to see Memphis in week two. Hopefully a little bit better weather this week. Vin can really showcase his arm. Dad, how'd you feel about these teams? I really didn't watch this game. I saw That's two fine. plays this whole game. Ballo's touchdown that wasn't. That wasn't. Yeah, we and, talked about that. And uh, and IB's last uh, touchdown. Okay, right? so we covered the game, obviously. Yeah. We were good. Give me a second. Um, let me get to, give me a second. All right, for uh, Memphis, Vin was 12 of 17, 74 yards, two t- uh, one touchdown, sorry. Um, five rushes, 60 yards, one pass breakup. TJ Brown, three catches, 26 yards, three tackles, two pass breakups. DeLon, four catches, 15 yards, also had five rushes, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Latempa had two catches, two yards, and one touchdown. Um, one tackle. Chris Hunter had two catches, 15 yards. Matt Ballow, one catch, 18 yards, and one rush for 19 yards. And... For UAB, Mikey was 7 of 12, 88 yards, 6 rushes, 55 yards, 2 touchdowns. Uh, A-Rod, 1 catch for 5 yards, game high, 6 tackles. IB, 1 catch for 4 yards, and the 45-yard touchdown run. Vinarina, 2 catches, 13 yards. Jaleel had 3 tackles. Um, and Don Plumbo, 2 catches, 55 yards. Jaleel, um, not Jaleel, Jawar, 1 catch, 11 yards. Nice. Next. All right. TCU against Kyle. We've already talked okay. a lot about TCU. Yeah. In this um, game, I feel like they were just... I'll, I'll talk real quick. Uh, they were dead. Yeah. In this game, I feel like they came out a little hot, though. Started the game without enough to Paul Carter, got in the uh, range to score. But Cal U is a really good team. And they kind of showed in this game why they're a very good team and probably one of the best teams in the league coming out of week one. Um, they pick up a pretty... Not, I'm not going to say an easy win, but on the scoreboard, they got a pick six. Um, not pick six. Sorry, that was in the other game they played. Um, they looked good in this game, though. They were making... Yeah, they play- got a pick six at the end of the game. At the end of the game against TCU? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they listen, they came out. Kyle's ran a very good offense, uh, got the ball to Will Saba, um, ran a lot, had three rushing touchdowns in this game. Looks really good. Um, I was impressed. I think you were probably a little impressed. I think um, the only thing we need to see from him is just a little more passing. Uh, more down, more, maybe he doesn't even have to do that. 
because they moved the ball yeah, so yeah, well. That's fine. I, yeah, like, no, they played very well. I thought um, they on defense they were very in sync with one another. They were very. I think they're one of the best flag grabbing teams in the league. They have a lot of really good players that flag. I grab. mean, Douglas was literally everywhere. Yeah, Douglas um, was a monster. Came back and great. And Jake will and Jake will talking shit. You hear it the whole time. That's flag puller. Yeah, P Mancini comes in for them. Absolute monster on the D line, making life hard for Hogreef in this one. They were able to rush two and get pressure, which means they're able to drop five and be an elite defense. Yeah. Um, not trying to say they played a, a, a worse team, but they did play a team that was playing off second game back-to-back and also, um, right now, not one of the best teams in form. So, um, not taking anything away from the win because they dominated, and that's what you're supposed to do when you're the better team. And I do believe that Cal U definitely is the better team right now. Um, I liked Kyle a lot. Yeah, no, that was my just, first time seeing him. You're like, yeah, he won two G League, won the G League twice. Right. Like, I could With easily see, teams. I could easily see why he wins games. Um, super athletic. I, super I, I know. Maybe I watched him drop a dime down the field to be Mancini. Yeah, in the he dropped game. a yeah. dime. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's dime. all I needed to see. He was running. He was moving. Looked like he was very under control. Very poised. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm been fully in. It, been doing it for a while. Yeah, like, I'm fully in on him, and he's, he's. I think he's really good, and if they won the championship, I wouldn't be shocked at all. No. I have them in the power rings. I have them as my number one team in the power ranking right now. Yeah, we'll talk about the power rankings yeah. that we sent to Augie earlier this week. Um, you'll see those on the Instagram. Their one. team is really good. Cal- their Cal- team is really good. I think one of the big play- big things about their team is they have a lot of guys. They can play that. They can play like a like a like a two rush with three or four guys across the middle, kind of. And they have guys like Will Saba, X, J. Kill, Will, guys who are just amazing flag football players on the defense and just making flag pulls. Not a lot of big plays you're from Cal U against Cal U. You're gonna have to. Um, Break them down chunks at a time. Get you're gonna play gritty football. Play a um, four downs, four downs every time to get the 20, 25 yards to get uh, moving. Um, I really like their team. I think they're a force to be reckoned with in this league, and I think that um, TCU kind of was in a bad spot from the beginning, coming off a bad loss, um, tired, come against a juggernaut and get a victory. Damn. Yeah, love what I saw from Cal. Um, I always preach take what the defense gives you, and Collis did exactly that. Uh, I'm not going to pass judgment if he didn't pass the ball enough. I mean, if they, they're giving him the run and it's there, you got to take it. There's no fault in that. And he did throw the ball downfield. Like he, like I said, there are sustained drives. I like seeing that. Yep. Uh, love the fact that he uses Douglas uh, as a weapon. Because Douglas is a weapon. And there's another guy comes into the league. Another 15 pounds of muscles he threw, uh, that he threw on. Looks fantastic. He's playing fantastic. And... Uh, I actually went over to the sideline to introduce myself to Petey because I thought I said the new guys that grabbed my eye I have to go you know yeah, see no, they 100%. are. I thought he was a beast. Him and Douglas on the line yep. that's a force. That's gonna be a force hundred percent. And and he's a weapon offensively, a big guy, uh, speed and good hands, mm-hmm. big target, love it. Um, he's gonna be a force. You're gonna talk. We're gonna be talking about him every week. I promise you. Yeah, that. this is a very good Cal team. I'm I'm eager to see how, what they do. You know, going down the stretch playing the better teams. Um, Cal, uh, not Cal. I'm sorry, TCU. TCU. I I like. I thought they played a better game the second game than they did the first. Okay, oh, I, I but that's that's just getting into the flow. Um, you're facing a two man rush. I I I inform my linemen to push the ends out. This way, you could step into the pocket. 100. percent Rather than just you know keep rolling right. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I saw too much of that. The couple. If you watch the film, a lot of roll right, throw left. Not good. Yep. And he got picked off by being on one of those. Yes, he did. But um, I, I, like I said, I, I like him as a quarterback. I think he's I think there's he's a lot fun. of good stuff there. I think you know he, he'll get his shit together. He's got good players. He, like I said, I think he's an athlete. He's got a good arm and good size and good speed. Uh, and, and I did like the way I think they played better in the second game. I think it'll come around to them. Right. So I'm 
I'm not down on TCU. Just the name and the, and the uh, awesome. Right. I think we all have similar sentiments about all the teams we've talked about really thus far. Yes. Listen, it's week one. It's early. As the season goes on, we will definitely you'll definitely see some disagreement. Week one, with, shitty weather. Yeah, yeah, shitty weather week one. Offensive performances were lacking, but um, as season goes on, better weather, it'll be better. All right, stats, stats in this one. Collis was 11 to 13, 67 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Also had six rushes, 53 yards, and three touchdowns. Mm. Also had a pass breakup and an interception himself on defense. Douglas, four catches, 20 yards, a touchdown, a sack, and a pass breakup. Will Saba, three catches, 14 yards, also had a 23 yards rushing and two tackles. Tommy Pierce had a catch for 12 yards, an interception, and a pass breakup, two tackles. X had a five-yard catch, a pick six, and a pass breakup. Um, Pete Mancini had a catch, also had uh, two tackles and a conversion. J.K. Will, two sacks. Oshbar had a catch for 11 yards. Valinati, a pass breakup. Uh, and Wilson Familia, a pass breakup as well. TCU, Chris Hogreef, 19 of 32, 185 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Um, four rushes, 28 yards, and a touchdown. Liam had two catches for 20 yards and a touchdown and an interception. Rich had four catches for 49 yards. Paul Carter had three catches for 33 yards and two sacks. Giroux, six catches, 59 yards. Earl, two catches, 17 yards, and a sack. Uh, Ray had two catches for six yards. Colin Thompson had a sack. And Josh Evelyn had two tackles. All right, Done. let's go to the next game here. We have UNC against Army. So UNC without Rob Aconte, late scratch. Uh, Joe Pip had a Joe fill-in Pip quarterback. Joe in a quarterback. Um, Mike Danino, new quarterback of Army without two of his uh, linemen or a lineman and a receiver. But, um, listen, I kind of think we kind of called how this game would go. Um, Mike was a little shaky with his arm early on, used his legs to get get on the scoreboard, then kind of figured it out going forward. One thing I'll say about Mike is he was very calm in the pocket. He looked very um, very loose back there. I mean, he looked a little – he looked like he was trying to – He looked comfortable it. with the ball in his yeah, hand. Yeah, he was he, – I think he definitely uh, was trying to aim instead of just throwing, but that just happens. It's your first game playing quarterback. I think as the game got went on, he got a little loose – a little more loose, let his arm kind of do the work for him instead of thinking too much. Um, he ran for over 100 yards in this game. Had a crazy 45-yard touchdown run in the first half. Um, used his big target, Kev Morris, who won G League MVP back in the day. Had two touchdowns in this game. Um, they played really good defense. They grabbed the flags. They made life hard for Pip. Pip was probably not really prepared to have to play quarterback. Um, did what he could. Ran a bunch. Just wasn't enough at the end of the day. UNC, I thought, played a good game. Had the lead at a point after Michael leave a crazy touchdown, touchdown catch. Crazy bubble screen. Um, yeah, bubble screen takes 45 yards to the I, house. There but were, There were a couple of lead changes this game. There were a couple. Of, yeah, the UNC went up 15-14 uh, yeah. uh, or 15-13 uh, yeah, with, it, like, three or four yeah, to play. UNC game. was in it, but it came down to that last stop, and Mike... Mike yeah. was the best out there on the field, made, no, no, made a couple of plays and got the job done. I think that UNC team would have really benefited having Rob in this game and having because you get Joe Pip at wide receiver. Yeah, it was I weird mean, putting in the, the stats and seeing Joe, Joey with just zeros. Yeah, the like board. like Mike Oliva was really good in this game. I thought James Wickop was good in this game. Had a good had a safety, um, yeah, nice had a di- nice diving yeah. conversion. Um, I thought they played really hard UNC. Yeah, like like. Maybe they look a little bit small on defense, the team, but they were they were active. Denoya was good on defense, like they, yeah, they were they were really active and they were trying really hard. They were really into the game, and I think that molds well for Rob coming back and playing quarterback for them. As for Army, I agree with what you said about Mike. He was I thought he was really good for his first game. 
I thought Kevin Morris was good. He was electric. Mike had a really... He had the throw the throw that put them up is when he's rolling out left, left and, and then shit back crazy right back like a little jump pass kind of to like a high ball that yeah like just a really good athlete like I thought he did a really good job I I guess I haven't seen we haven't seen much of Mike like in the open field running nah, like I, just... I like he's like deep ball wide receiver catches a lot of touchdowns for you but like we've seen IB elusive out in the field we've seen. You know, um, yeah, Mike on those screens is pretty. Elusive. No, I'm, I'm, but like even Sobes. in this in this quarter, as in playing quarterback. No, you have a lot more. I thought to make I, that was the first time I, my, I've probably seen it in a while that where Mike out. was like running behind blockers, you know, like getting out, getting to the sideline. Like you, I thought he was really good in this game, and I got to give George a big shout out too because George made the game winning interception. He did. He did. He made, did. made a game winning interception. Mark had a nice sack safety also <laughs> yeah. in that game. And hit a dougie. And hit a dougie. Um, <laughs> that how like, you feel? Yeah, how you feel? Yeah. Um. I liked Army. Um, I, I thought that Mike got more comfortable as the game went on. Mm-hmm. I thought he passed better in the second half. Uh, he's got great legs. He's a great athlete. And him in the open field is very dangerous. We know that from being, you know, receiving, yeah. catching five-yard passes and taking to the house. He's just that kind of guy. Uh, Morick made Pip's life miserable. I kept talking to Pip on the sideline. He's going more, you know. He he blocks the passing lanes with his with his big arms, his big wings, wingspan, yep. uh, and it was tough for him to get around them. Uh, I I gotta give a shout out to Ryan. He had a great game. Uh, as far as uh, UNC, they are a bit undersized, but across the board, they got a really really scrappy team. Really good defense. I mean, look at this secondary. If you could put Pip Oliva. And uh, Denoya. and Denoya, yeah. I, listen, I'll put Denoya against any receiver in the league. I think he's that good. I don't have a problem ever lining up against anybody. Uh, like I said, line is undersized. Look, there are a lot of guys that'll give me flack for that. I don't care. Denoya's a good defender. I don't care what you tell me. Uh, you know, he is a good defender. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. Listen, I, I've seen he him is. line up against his opposing teams number one all the time. He's not afraid of the matchup. No, he's not afraid of anybody. No, no, the moment's not too big for also, him. Also, flag pulls very well as well. James, James on the line, on the size, but you know what? No one's got more heart than that guy. He was pushing a lot of people back in that army <laughs> game, the linebacker. He, uh, he got in the gym a little bit, got a little stronger. Uh, I think he's going to have a big impact for the UNC team. I think UNC's going to have to rely on their defense a lot this year to make plays for them and help uh, out and Their defense is up for it. I agree. All right, let's get That's, this. Uh, it's Army. Mike Zeno, 6 of 15, 59 yards, two touchdowns, uh, eight rushes, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Kev Morris, three catches, 39 yards, and two touchdowns. Morick had a pass breakup and a sack for safety. Dean had two catch, 15 yards, and two pass breakups. Um, George had an interception. It was the game sealer. Uh, Rob Melly had a catch for five yards. Harnish had a sack. Matt Iesi also had a sack. For UNC, Pip was 9 of 24, 131 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, eight rushes, 49 yards. Mike Leva, four catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Spectacular Giants, touchdown. Yeah, it was spectacular. Uh, Giants and Marco, two catches, 35 yards, three tackles. Lebo, two catches, six yards, and a touchdown. Wickhop had a sack for a safety and a catch on a conversion. Mahmoud had a pass breakup, and Denoya had three tackles. Nice. All right. What was the next 11 o'clock game? 11 o'clock, sweet. You want to start with? You're looking at... You're looking at you Arizona doing? State against Rowan. Against Rowan. That, so yeah. we'll, let's, let's start. Let's start before you go. We all picked ASU, and ASU flew fat on their back. That. All right. Yeah, I, have, I have a tough time <laughs> figuring out how a team that had one first down won the game. One first down in the game during the game. One. Uh, Augie. Augie's a great athlete. Uh, I mean, we watch Augie. You know, he used to be the Mad Bomber. No one threw a better deep ball than Augie. Now I see him run a lot. I, I don't know if he feels he doesn't have the, the weapons. I, I think he does. 
I'd like to see him stay in the pocket more and throw the ball downfield. Uh, I think they were in the red zone maybe three or four times, including the last drive. I'm not sure. I mean, they get in the red zone. They converted the first time there, first drive right down yeah, in the end right zone. Down. And then they got picked off the next time. Well, you know what? The ball to Espo, it, he, listen, he's got like maybe six, seven inches on the kid that was guarding him. Under threw it. Yeah, you got to get that ball up and in the corner. I mean, it's that simple. Didn't do it. But I, listen, I'm not going to throw any shade on, on um, Rowan. Rowan. Their defense was up for this task. They played a great game, a great defensive game. Uh, let's get to the quarterback. Uh, Mike Negron. Negron. Now, I heard he came to the game. He was a little bit hungover from the night before. <laughs> Bad weather, first game. I'll give you the break. But one first down, dude. Listen, the, the pass that, for that first down was was, to, it, was an incredible yes, pass. incredible. And it was a great pass for a touchdown. Great touchdown by Remy. My problem uh, is you got the MVP in your first pick, Paulie Caldonado, and if I'm not mistaken, one target. One target, one, one catch, game target, touchdown. One target. Your, your team is not moving the ball. You have the MVP, the reigning MVP on your team. Get him the ball. Find a way to get him the ball. Quick, quick, quick. Don't let the defensive line matter. Listen, I know we talked a lot about in the beginning about how defensive lines in the league have gotten better. There's ways to neutralize the defensive line. Yeah. So I think uh, I think Negron definitely got a little bit of a wake-up call. Yeah. Figure, I'll, listen, I'll give him the pass this week, like 100%. I said. The first Playing week, bad weather, and a possible hangover. I'm sure listen, half the league comes in hungover from uh, you know, Saturday night. But that, that's not an excuse, but I'll let it slide this time. i got to see more than just one first down for the game. Yeah, I think ASU is a very good defense also. They got the Damian and Spo pair. Marola, good player. They got Mikey and Tom Garvey with Augie in the secondary. They were missing a lot of their guys. They missed four guys. Mork had to sub um, for all the slew of players that were out for ASU. Um Augie, from what I'm hearing, Augie is not happy about the about the loss. I hear that him and Sam Allen are in the lab. Yeah, where was right. Sam? What? Was Sam saying? couldn't make it for whatever reason. Um, I I heard that Augie not happy about the loss. They've been a little more active in the chat this week. Um, Augie's not a loser. He's not going to continue losing in this league. I think he's going to. They got to figure out how to work the personnel they have. Um, and I think I've been. I, I think I've been preaching this to Augie for years now. Just get rid of the ball faster. Make, stop making your life so difficult. There's times to be a superhero, and there's times to just let Spo catch a five-yard slant, and no one pulls his flag, and he takes it to the house like I, he always does. Sometimes I think he's run. He's thinking run first. I think which is fine. You can run. We've that, seen run that, first offenses be effective in this fine. league. I so. think, but you know what? You got to score more than six. An arm. Huh? Got to score more than six. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, he's got a good head for the game. He's got a good arm, and we know he's got great wheels. You know, if it's not there on your pass, you know, one or two. You know, you look at your, uh, you go through your progressions, and if your second look's not there, then maybe take off. I, I'd like to see him look down for a little bit further than just, you know, the primary target. Yeah, listen, I think Chase was definitely on the D-line speeding him up a little bit. Um, I think that Augie needs to just make quicker decisions. This was also the first time Augie's touched a football since that last Oklahoma State game. Like, I know that for a fact. He has not. They did not get out there and practice before yeah. this game. Um, I know Spo and Damien are not going to just let the season go to shit. Those are two guys that um, Damien's been in the, in the championship of the semifinals two of the, uh, all the last three seasons. Spo's been in big matchups the last two yeah. seasons. Won a championship. They're not going to let the season just go to shit. So I'm not it's worried not. about ASU. It's week one. Bad weather, shitty. I'm going to give them a pass off. Also, but you gotta score more than six points. I was watching the film. I didn't really watch the game live because I was getting ready for my game. It was just crazy to me how they scored so quickly the first time down the field. Yeah, and they were nothing, unable yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, Rowan's defense was amazing. Devon Kennedy played a great game. Three touch, uh, three interceptions, and a pass breakup. Looked very good out there. Um, 
Paulie, three pass breakups in this game as well. They just made a lot of plays. They were able to get the job done, and they were hyped after the win. When Devon made that last interception and then fell and got his flag pulled, they were they went, they went they went as crazy as I expect everyone to go after touchdowns after big yeah. wins. Like the league is energetic, the league is exciting, and they definitely were very into that game and were happy to win. It's such a gritty defensive battle. So yeah. um, I give it up to Rowan and Negron getting his first win in a game where we all three of us were adamantly picking against him. Mm, stats, stats. Oh, it's on my phone. That was a uh, talk about it for a second. Yeah, that, that was that was just a game where it was really ugly. Like I would understand week one hungover. Rain, I just like I, I just can't fathom Augie scoring six points in a game. Like you oh, guys score more. I, I, listen again, I don't want to throw shade on the team. Uh, Rowan didn't win that game. Uh, ASU lost it. Mm. That's the way I see it. Okay, well, one ASU first down. A, you can't yeah, argue one first down. Uh, but they, defense but they played great. Down. Defense yeah. played great. But they got a gift. Well, when they had when uh, Negron scored the five yard touchdown when uh, after they didn't punt from like their exactly. So that was a shit. gift. And then in the last play, the last two passes of the game were great. I will say though, when it needed, when they mat, when it mattered most. He made two of the throws of the game that got it done with yeah. Paulie. Who, who caught the bomb? Remy. Remy, Remy yeah, caught the bomb. Remy played a great game Remy, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to give a shout out to Remy. Remy played great right. defensively and offensively. That, that was a great catch too over the show. It was. Let's do the stats. Negron, 8 of 14, 66 yards. Touchdown and a pick. Four rushes, 19 yards and a touchdown. Remy, four catches, 57 yards, six targets, uh, three tackles, a pick. Oh, no, no, sorry, not a pick and a pass breakup. Uh, Steve Holcomb, two catches, eight yards. Paulie, one catch, seven yards in the game-winning touchdown. Three pass breakups on defense. Devon had three interceptions. Chase had a sack. Uh, Christian Dexter had a tackle. And Joe DeAngelis had one catch. For Arizona State, Augie, eight of 19, 59 yards, one touchdown, three picks. 11 rushes, 83 yards. Spo two catches, 28 yards, and a touchdown. Also had an interception. Garvey, two catches for six yards and three tackles. Damian had a sack and one catch. Marola had a sack, a pass breakup, and two catches for 15 yards. Mikey Freeman had one catch for three yards and a pass breakup, and Morick Subbing had a pass breakup as well. Okay, Subbing's my phone now. All right. Next game, Jorox team, ULA, against Cal. Cal coming off a very impressive first game against J.K. Well got hurt in this game. Yes, he they did. didn't play, like, the majority of the game, I want to say. Okay. And I thought that really, uh, that hurt happened with his injury. I didn't know they, like, the game was, was way closer than I thought. he just turned his ankle a little bit. It the was, game was way closer than I thought. Yeah, it was 2015 yeah. final. I, I thought the entire game when I was watching that, that Cal was up like two scores. Okay, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, game started slow. Defenses were playing well. And then in the last two minutes of the first half, three touchdowns were scored. Um, that's why the game took so long. Yeah. I, remember, I remember listening. People were like, well, why is this game taking so long? Well, it's because in the last two minutes when the clock has stopped, there were three scores that stopped the clock. So um, these guys haven't played each other before, Carlos and Jirak. I thought Jarrock looked really good from the pocket. He was throwing the ball with confidence on time. He only ran the ball three times in this game. Career low rushing yards in a game for Jarrock in this one. Um, I can't remember a game where Jarrock didn't have any uh, rushing touchdowns either. Um, new Jarrock off the injury. Still trying to get himself back to a full 100%. But I'm going to give it up to Cal U's defense, man. They're able to rush to and get pressure. Yeah. Um, and they were able to give Jarrock enough problems where he had a little problem seeing the field, maybe. There were a lot of clutter in the middle. Um, the one bright spot besides Jarrock in this game was Mike Bickford oh. for, for ULA. Mike Bickford, is, I don't know baby how Christian his, McCaffrey. I don't know how his joints are still connected to each yeah. other in his knees. Mike he Bickford makes, is a beast. He makes great cuts, electric with the ball. Both times he caught screens first play of each drive, took 
two of them. He was cutting the up immediately. Immediately, he caught the ball and just immediately got that's out that's and that's into that's space. That. Like um, Mike Bigford, that my biggest takeaway from Week One okay. is Mike Bigford is a fucking beast. Yeah, you didn't see Mike Bigford play last season. I did season. not. We I did all not. saw it. Um, I don't know why it. he wasn't the first pick, but anyways. he went fourth. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he went fourth. That's who Jock that was. took him fourth. So, yeah. um, <laughs> listen, he is a beast on both sides of the ball. He also had an interception in this game. He was the only receiver to have over a hundred yards, a hundred or more yards in Week One. Um, ULA, I thought the offense just needed to convert in the red zone. Cal, you had very good red zone defense. ULA was marching, but was unable to, uh, was unable to score. Cal, you defense played great. College stayed composed in the pocket. Um, I thought Rhett and Santiago did a good job rushing and Mm. making his life hard with rushing too also. Um, I think these are two very good teams. I think these are teams you're going to be looking at towards the end of the season, towards the top of the rankings. I think top to bottom, they don't really have any weak spots. And I think that these are two of the best flag pulling teams in the league. And I think that is the most important part that no one talks about. Mm. So I'm a lot of experienced flag football players. A lot of experienced flag football players. So um, Kyle's picks up a big win. Three more rushing touch or two more rushing touchdowns on the day. Uh, hit Mancini. We talked about before on a crazy 45 touchdown. Uh, right over the shoulder, perfect bomb right into his chest. Mancini's a monster. monster. I think. I think he's gonna have a major season. And uh, I'm excited. Early pre favorite for old Tommy team. Yeah, <laughs> and I think he's also on the um, the front runners for a rookie of the year with Collis as well. So right now, yeah, yeah. Um, that how'd you feel about yeah, the, game? the game? I didn't get to see a lot of this game. I caught the end of it. Okay. I was watching another yeah, game. But you know, I'll give props to Cal. Anytime you're beating a veteran team, Jarock uh, uh, always gets his team ready, always prepared, always starts the season off uh, strong. Yes, he does. So that was a, that was a big win for Cal right there. Um, I also think going 2-0 in a new league you never played before in the first two games is also very impressive. Yeah. I think they, not taking anything from Collis, I just think they have a very good team top to bottom. I th- so yeah, their, team, their team is uh, juiced. That's drafting, bringing guys into the league that you, yeah. that no one knows, and yeah, making them shine. A, a guy like Douglas on your team is huge. Yep, Douglas played a great game again. Uh, I think that Cal like we talked about before, ain't going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, Douglas is always one of the better players I'm a big, I'm a big Bigford fan after one game. Yeah, yeah. Bigford, was, Bigford was an absolute monster, so I'm not surprised that you are a fan of him. Yeah, stats. Jarrock, 13 of 20, 137 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, four rushes, 23 yards. Ew. <laughs> um, <laughs> just fucking with you. Uh, Rhett, two catches, three yards and a sack. Deshaun, um, two tackles. Santiago, two sacks. Taj had a catch for 10 yards, also had a pass breakup. Steve Salato, three catches, 17 yards in his first touchdown. And Giuseppe had one catch for seven yards and a pass breakup as well. As for Caliu, Jarrock, nine of 14, 136 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Also had six carries for 87 yards and two touchdowns. You said Cal, that wasn't Cal. Jarrock's not a Cal. I'm sorry, I meant to say Collis. Collis was nine of 14, 136 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, Douglas, one catch for 29 yards and two sacks and a pass breakup. Um, Will Saba, three catches, 22 yards, pass breakup and four tackles. Tommy Pierce, two catches, 16 yards and an insane one-handed interception. Forgot to mention that. X, one catch, 11 That's, yards. Is that CP on the back yes. of the jersey? Yeah, monster. He's tough. Monster. Yeah, he's tough. And he's even, super we tough. We actually talked about two games of Cal. You yeah, didn't even talk yeah, about Tommy yeah, Pierce. Yeah. Just want to say, third round pick, fully worth it. Made plays on both sides of the ball for Cal. He's, he's tough. Be good cu- cutting. He's a very good athlete. Yeah, we should have talked about him more. He's, he's tough. He's on my G League team. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, he's tough. Um, He's very tough. Just wanted to shout him out. Uh, Pete Mancini, we talked a bunch about. Two catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown, and two sacks. Um, and Chris Valmati had a pass breakup and a tackle. That is it for the 11 o'clock games. All right, we'll move on to Kurtzman's game here. 
Louisville. Such with such excitement. Louisville against Clemson. I'll say this. Oh my God! Here you. Kurtzman, How? one of the best passes I've seen him make. The this cross se- field. No, no. The first, the second, second play of the game. Second play yeah, of the game. Was... Kurtzman threw a floater to the top to the top right of the field. I thought it was going to get picked, but it floated over the defender, <laughs> and it dropped well, it right it was, in the bucket. Was, so call it a dime. It was a, a dime. Floater. No, it was an absolute oh, was dime. When did it dime? I was like, I was like, oh, that's six the other way. <laughs> and then it dropped a dime right into Keanu's hands. Who Keanu? Keanu. Shout out to Keanu. Keanu. Excuse me, Keanu. Shout out to Keanu. He was very good in this game. I'm yeah. um, happy to see Dylan back in the league. Dylan Slant was very effective for you. Um, you got Kokoda the ball. In the back of the I end zone a few times. I thought your offensive line was really good in this game. Yeah. You navigated really well. Um, you guys, like you, I don't want to say you put it to bed early because they did come back and cut it to two at a point. We you went up. 27-6 at a point. Early. Early. The game. Yeah, no, you went Listen, up. Listen, I didn't early. hand them the game. I threw one <laughs> bad pass, and then the second one got tipped, and it was a, it would have been a touchdown had it not been pick tipped by the defensive six, line. Wow. Um, no, the pick six was bad. Definitely, definitely a blemish on the day. I thought a lot I of pick sixes. Yeah, listen, I think. Listen, I think that's two seasons. Washington, two like a couple. Yeah, yeah. Listen, when you throw on when you throw on time passes and players read and react, sometimes that shit happens. You got to go with it. Listen, I was the only quarterback to throw for over two hundred yards oh, in this okay. game. Only quarterback. Highest have, scoring team on the only, day. Highest, highest scoring team on the day. Yeah. Only t- only quarterback to have five total touchdowns no, in a two, game. This, in, no, listen. No, you're gonna, no, because if you're yes, gonna listen, yes, if you're gonna, gonna go, let, let, if you're gonna go for you. no, if you're gonna go in my neck, yes, I'm gonna let yes, you know yes. that I was by far the best quarterback, and we went outside of maybe Collis. Would you be? Are you? Are you? Are you the week one? MVP. No, I didn't even. I'm not even getting to have a day. No, I threw three interceptions. <laughs> um, but I played a. I think overall we played a yeah. very good game. Yeah. Um, I very. I was preaching the entire time in the huddle like, yo, there's a lot. When we went up 14 nothing in the first five minutes, I was like, guys, there's so much game left. We cannot take our foot off foot off the gas. Um, I thought. Listen, I thought we did a good job defensively. We didn't allow big plays on flag grabbing. Um, we really, I thought, besides my two blemishes, I really thought we just played a really good game. Overall, I think we played 35 minutes of dominant football and five minutes of really shitty football, thanks to me. Um, as for Garland's team, they were a lot of new guys that had to figure that, figure out how to play together. He was throwing to all new receivers. Anthony Brett, Chris Johnson. Um, Guzman. Guzman. Nick Hardigan, George Tremar. So there's a lot of new guys he's playing with for the first time. He's been used to playing with guys he's always played with. So now well, new new uh, new faces usually come for some uh, growing pains. They did figure it out once I started giving them the game back. Yeah. Um, they took both my both my mistakes, turned them into points. Got the game to 26 to 24 at a point, I believe. But then we went up nine really quick again. Yeah. They got to stop, kind of put the game away. Um, very happy with my team's performance. I told them I was very happy with what I saw. Making some adjustments for week two. We have a doubleheader next week. I like the communication. I thought Mark was communicating really well with you in the backfield. Definitely, right? Is that a good call? <laughs> it's a fucking phenomenal yeah. call. I told my team before the game, I, if I don't hear us, I'm going to tell yeah. you guys that we're not talking. Yeah. I didn't have to say that shit one time because Mark was always talking. Talking the entire um, game. I personally thought before the draft that Mark was a top 15 to 17 player in the league. Yeah. I got him in the third round. I think that is where Still. my team elevates. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have two first round caliber. Exactly. I think I have three first round caliber players on my team with Hughes, Dylan, and Mark. Yep. I think we're going to be very elite on offense this year. I think as long as I don't blow games the way I did for that five minutes spe- that period, <laughs> and I just kind of just keep playing my game. I think I called a really good game in this one. My line did a phenomenal job. Shout out to DeMeo, Swags, and Hughes. Um, Over a, t- a Clemson team who 
I don't think it's bad. No, they're not bad. What? Hell no. Nah, that's they, a good we, team. Listen, we just caught them. We caught them early. We caught them. We, they were kind of sleepwalking, and we were fucking fired up, ready to go. Um, yeah, you set happy. the tone early. Set we the tone did. early. Set the tone early. A lot more energy than them. We got. Listen, second play of the game, they throw a pick, they throw an interception. Well, after after we scored their second play of the game, they throw an interception. Kind so. of a fluke interception. Yeah, yeah. Hit off the top. Yeah, it was on the ground. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it. listen, like I always say in these games, there's so many little plays that change. Yeah. Completely change it, and that was 100 percent one of them. Yeah. On a 14 in the first five minutes of the game, not how you want to start for Trevor. But I am fine about this Clemson team. I do believe that they are going to uh, get better. They did pick up a win in their second game of the day. We'll yeah. talk about that in a little bit. Um, I think they just need to do, new, um, do a better job communicating defensively. I felt like not trying to sound like tuning my own horn in the first half. We got whatever we wanted, wanted. chunks at a time. So just better communication. You definitely got whatever you they wanted. They did adjust though. They did do multiple adjustments, move guys around. Definitely made me think, but uh, we definitely were able to put this one away. 39 to... 24. 24. Highest scoring team. Love to see that. Stats. Stats. Oh, yeah, I didn't talk about oh, the game. you didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I, I get my turn here. You didn't talk about it? My fault. Yeah, you didn't get to me. Apologies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I talked talk for an hour and a half, all right? <laughs> hey, my game got to talk. <laughs> hey, it's because you came in my neck. That's why. Yeah, oh, yeah, stop. Yeah, I'm not, I was about to toot your home for you, but forget you it now. You don't have to. <laughs> They, like I, they are the high, they were the highest scoring team today. I love this team. I, I, like I said, I think they're a very cerebral team. Uh, talk about guys coming to shit. Marco Cotto, good to have him back in the league, but you see the size of him now compared to what he was when he, the last time he played. Yeah, jeez. And, and he's a weapon offensively. I want to see you get the ball to him a lot more this year. Oh, yeah. Love the fact you came right out of the gate throwing to your number one pick, Dylan on a slant. Uh, forgot how good he was because he hasn't been, you know. Hasn't been around the last couple of seasons, and, and when he was, he was hurt. Yeah, hurt, so, playing quarterback. I want to see a 100% healthy Dylan play the way he did, and this team's going to be dangerous. I'm happy um, I'm happy that we're very communicative in the chat. I talk a lot also with Hughes and Dylan and Joe outside of the chat about like game plan and whatnot, so we're locked in right now. I don't know how long that's going to last, but we're locked in right now, and we're looking forward to doubleheader next week. So that's... Stats, Garland, 14 of 23, 110 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, no rushing stats. Mm. Alex Kalka, six catches, 34 yards and a touchdown. Ubeer, one catch for 15 yards and a pass breakup that led to an interception. Ant Brett, five catches, 49 yards and a touchdown, also had a pick six. Good first game for him. I think he's going to be a name we talk about each week. Uh, Chris Johnson had an interception, held catchless. George Tremarsh had a 20-yard rush. Um, Nick Cardigan had one catch for three yards and a touchdown, three tackles as well. I think he's going to be another good player that we talk about as well. Um, John Guzman, one catch for nine yards, and Beckham had an interception pass breakup. 14 and 19 for me, 210 yards, four touchdowns, three picks, uh, four catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown rushing. Also had five tackles on defense. Dylan, five catches, 76 yards, and two interceptions, one pick six. Uh, Matt Hughes, two catches, 23 yards and a touchdown. Mark Kokoda, three catches, 37 yards and a touchdown. Also had an interception and a pass breakup. Um, where am I? Didn't Matt Hughes have a saucy touchdown in this game with a fake pitch? He caught, yeah, fake pitch. Yeah. Got got through two guys. Man, nice play. Uh, Joe Stulek had one catch for four yards and two tackles. Uh, Keanu, two catches, 62 yards and two touchdowns. Also yep. had a sack. Uh, Matt Mascara, two tackles, and Derek had a tackle. Nice. Nice. Is All right. Next game here. The Ville. We have Texas A&M against Sir. the University of Houston. Suroff and company and Justin versus Tommy against. Galante. Yes. Um, I didn't get to watch one live. Saw the I saw the film. Um, just another game I thought was A, affected by wind. 
Um, the, oh, the, the wind was the wind crazy was, in this one. Because I was going with the wind, like my direction, yeah. and I feel was going with the wind. Their wind, their game was going sideways against the wind. If so, you throw it, it went to the right. Yeah, like, so back was, to you and to the right. So on the first or second drive for Houston, it was still zero. It was six nothing. It was six nothing. Justin had a just scored. Right? Wide open receiver on fourth down would have easily been a touchdown on any normal bounds, day. Yeah. The wind carried it five yards out of bounds. End drive. Texas A&M goes thirteen nothing. Next play with Bowen. Um, I thought that Texas A&M came out with a good game plan. Uh, Suroff definitely followed the podcast's advice of getting the ball to Justin. Suroff had 19 attempts and, uh, not sorry, had 23 attempts and 13 were to Justin. Smart. Smart. Justin finished with seven catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think Suroff played well in this game. Three touchdowns. Uh, only only interception through was the last play of the regulation, just trying to get it to the end zone. Yeah. Um, I thought he played a smart game. He took what the defense gave him. Justin, obviously, is a great weapon to have. He got Bowen involved. Dins had a few catches. Um, overall, it's a start off we come to know and love. He makes plays sometimes. He's always prepared. His team's very prepared. And um, they took advantage of Justin Suarez playing center. Suroff went at him all game. They had seven teams, seven sacks as a team. What I will say, though, is that if you have seven sacks as a team and you're winning in double overtime, that's a little – I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little concerned about that because seven sacks as a team is a lot. And if you're going to be getting that output, you need to be winning games by a larger margin because – that those should be games that are close. The games that are close when you have zero sacks. Okay. Um, that's my blemish for you. But overall, I do think defensively you guys played well. Flag pulling was good, and your defensive line has something to mess with. Tuna had a big game. Only guy yeah. this only game only guy in this week with more than two sacks. He had three in a game. Tuna two in overtime. Tuna was very good. Two two in overtime. Uh, as for Houston, I think they're fine. They lost two games by a combined two points. Mm. Um, I loved the call by the by the way. Uh, Suroff went for one. On the second in the second overtime, Suroff went for one and got it. Tommy said, "I have a doubleheader to play. I'm going for two. Yeah, like I like the decision. Get the game over with. It's one play. You're either gonna get it or not. It's ten yards. Tommy's been going for two every single time, basically his whole career in this yeah. league. So he's very comfortable doing that. I love the call. I heard people on the sideline uh, on the film kind of questioning it. I don't. I have no problem with that. The game, the the, the play actually, he made like about six people miss in the backfield and then just couldn't find the open yeah. receiver. But I think it was a really good game. Really high, uh, good energy." Uh, I'm expecting both these teams to be good, though. Dad, uh, I'm guilty of not watching this game other than the opening two drives. That's fine. But, uh, I, listen, uh, I, I love what Sarov did in opening drive. He threw just a simple screen to, to Justin. To went for a touchdown. Yep. Sure. Playmaker. It's just That's a tutorial for everyone else in the league. Get the ball to your playmakers. Hey. Even if it's a simple screen, a simple five-yard pass. They're playmakers because they make plays happen. Yep. Get the ball to your guys. Yep, went first for a reason. Reason also a tutorial on not on how not to guard him on a screen. Can't get can't let him get going up the field. Very electric, uh, good cutter, makes guys miss. Tim Howard was really good. Yes, very good in this, in this game. game. I saw him high really point. A, 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 really, yeah, yeah, really, really good catch. Um, I think both these teams are good. Like you said, the wind definitely played a huge factor in this game. Justin's electric. Thirteen targets for him is great. I'm not worried about Tommy at all. Yeah, I just think Houston needs to figure out the offensive line a little bit. You have two bookend tackles with Kalka and Austin. That's phenomenal. Got to figure out the center. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest. Justin Suarez should not be playing in the trenches. Okay. He's not big enough. He tries his ass off, but Suroff's got, what, 60 pounds on him? Like yeah. that's, that's a mismatch, and every team is going to do that. They're going to take their best defensive linemen and put them on him because every quarterback knows when you have pressure coming right into your face, yeah. it's the hardest to be effective. So um, I think Tommy does a good job at play action, um, gets guys going on. Jet sweeps. He runs the ball. He's only probably the only quarterback in the league that calls like legitimate run plays, like like hand yeah. it off. So um, I'll be fine with both these teams. I just want to see Houston clean up the offensive line and 
guess Texas A&M offense should probably score more twenty two points with Justin than Bowen. Guesses if I have to if I have to be picky. I'm yeah. Picky. Okay. Stats. Stats. Galante was. 17 of 29, 161 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, five rushes, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Um, also had five tackles and pass breakup. Austin, one catch, two yards, touchdown. Mike Calka, two catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. Steve Ruiz, seven catches, 52 yards. Tim Howard, four catches, 39 yards. Rougeau had a catch for 20 yards and an interception. Rags had two catches for 35 yards and had two sacks, one being a safety. Rags a beast. Rags a beast. Had a really good game. A uh, really good day, honestly, in both the games. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him use more as a weapon. Yeah. i like to see Rougeau get the ball a little more, too. Uh, Suroff, 13 of 21, 154 yards, uh, three touchdowns, one pick, two sacks on defense. Suarez, uh, not Suarez, Justin Ferrara, seven catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown, interception, a pass breakup, four tackles. Noah Torino, one catch, 10 yards, and a sack. Bowen, two catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown on a beautifully designed fake screenplay. Um, Dins, one catch, nine yards, and a pass breakup. John Simpkins, new to the league, one catch, 10 yards, and a touchdown, also had interception and two pass breakups, four tackles. Good first day for him. Tuna, three sacks. Matt DeFlippis, one catch for five yards and a conversion, and a sack as well. And, yeah, that is it for that game. All right, last game of the day here. Okay. This is a game I did not see. Which game was This it? was Clemson against Houston. Um, Low-scoring affair, 14-13, final for Clemson. Picks up the victory, gets yep. the 1-1 on the day. One of these teams is going home 0-2 after they both lost at 12 o'clock. Um, thought Houston's offense looked good. They just weren't able to punch it in. Uh, got into the red zone a bunch, weren't able to score. Um, honestly... Clemson, they got the win in this game, but I thought they looked better in our game. Only really moved the ball in three possessions. Um, they got scored two touchdowns, got both conversions, and the conversions ended up being the the win, the, the the reason why they won fourteen to thirteen. Their defense played outstanding, made life difficult for Tommy. They were able to get to him, get multiple sacks in this game. Like I just talked about, the offensive line right now is a little bit of a problem at the center. I think Rags needs to play center for them. I know he doesn't like to snap, but you got to do it. Um, the team will be most successful with those three playing line instead of Justin Suarez. Um, I do think that in this game, I don't want to call him out, but Steve Ruiz had three straight three straight drops that mm. two of them could have been touchdowns. One of them was very difficult. One of them he should have caught every single time. One of them was a little behind, but these are just catches that a guy like Steve Ruiz makes. Steve Ruiz is not – you're never probably never going to see a sequence that bad in Steve Ruiz's career in this league the rest as long as he plays. Um, he knows that that game, uh, he could have easily have changed the outcome of that game. He puts it behind him. Tommy's definitely not worried about their team going forward. Um, I think they're fine. I just think that they kind of, listen, you lose two games by a combined two points. You're doing something right. They're keeping their defenses playing well, yeah. not allowing big plays. And like I said, Garland really only moved the ball on three drives in this game. Um, they got to figure it out offensively. Dad, uh, I, like you, I left early on this game. I uh, had to get home. Uh, I think I, I believe I picked Clemson in this game. I thought both these teams would wind up one on one on the day, uh, but uh, Houston gets stolen too. Yeah, Houston. I had them winning their their game against A and M, and then two yeah. losses by two points. I, I'm not. I'm not. You're not worried about, about Tommy's team. No. Tom, Tommy's great. Listen, Tommy. big win. Big win by Trevor though. Getting escaping the day, not going zero and two. Hundred percent. You definitely that, know. You a, definitely that's a good team. They weren't going to be zero and two. Yeah. Oh, you could say the same thing about Tommy's team. They're yeah, right. I think, like I said, both of them were going to be one and one Yeah, listen, after they both lose at 12, that 1 o'clock game became way more important to both teams. Sometimes yeah. when a team has double header, play the first game, get that big win. Not that you take it lightly in the second game, yeah. but you can kind of realize, all right, got the big, got the one we needed, now let's yeah. try to go out and get a second one. We'll play, almost like playing with house money. 
Let's just get into... We got to get into... Oh, stats. Okay, my bad. We forgot I was jumping the gun. Tommy, 8 of 18, 90 yards, 2 touchdowns, 2 picks, 6 carries, 80 yards, 2 tackles. Mike Call could catch for 6 yards. Steve Rue has 2 catches, 24 yards, and a touchdown. Tim Howard, 2 catches, 10 yards. Rags had a sack, 2 tackles. Rougeau had 2 catches for 48 yards and a touchdown in this game. Back-to-back plays. Um... And Tyler Bryant had one catch for two yards, two tackles. Chris Walton had two tackles as well in this game. Um, Trevor, 15 of 18, 92 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Once again, no rushing stats. Alice Kalka, four catches, 24 yards, and a sack. Ubeer, two sacks. Anthony Brett, three catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown. CJ, four catches, 16 yards, a touchdown, had two interceptions. Um... Nick Hardigan, two catches, eight yards, and a sag. John Guzman, two catches, 15 yards, and a pass breakup, three tackles as well. All right, let's do this right here, ready? Okay, what are we going to do? We're going to go through the week two schedule. Okay. Rapid. I'm going to say the game. You tell me who you think is going to win and why. Okay. I'll, give, all, you, I'll all, give you one, yeah. th- I'll give you one thing for both teams. Yeah, we're going to make How does each team? I'll give you, let's do, let's do winner and how each team can, like, win. what each team needs to do to win the game. Okay. First game, week two. 9 o'clock, Memphis against UNC. UNC without Rob L again. I will be taking Memphis. UNC is without Rob L again. I don't see Vin Gargano going to 0-2. I think if UNC is going to win the game, their playmakers on the outside are going to have to slow down Bilan and I think a rejuvenated Vin coming off of a loss, looking to throw some dimes in this game. I will be taking Memphis. Okay, I'm taking Memphis also. Hard to pick a team without their quarterback. UNC is going to win. They got to slow the game down, long possessions, keep the ball out of Vin's hands, and try to play good red zone defense. Tackle, don't allow uh, big plays. Memphis, Vin just got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You got to come out of this game, get a win, dominate the line of scrimmage, um, keep being creative with your motions, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Memphis. Bad. I'm gonna go Memphis. Also, got to go with the veteran quarterback here. Okay. Against the team that maybe lacking has, their quarterback. Yeah, Pip getting second game, maybe a little more continuity with this team, but um, I'm gonna take Memphis. All right. As they could easily be one and up. Louisville against UAB. Kurtzman versus Mikey. Second game. I'm taking myself. I think all we need to do is continue to put up points. We did a pretty good job protecting me. I think our key is just protecting us, protecting me against their rush. They have a, I think they have a better rush than um, Clemson that we'll face. And I think that if they're able to do that and give me time in the pocket, I think we'll be fine. For them, they need to score more than 12 points. Mm. Or 18, I guess, technically they scored. I'm taking Louisville as well. Um, the key to success for Mikey's team is Mikey getting in Kurtzman's head, okay. dominating him mentally. Okay, uh, and getting, <laughs> getting IB the ball but also more. Getting than IB twice. the ball, yeah. I want to see. I feel I've seen you in the past where Justin has burned you on third and long, fourth and long. That's like a trend with one of your, some of your teams is where you get beat by the other team's best player on downs that they cannot, they absolutely cannot beat you. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Um, hey, I got good. I got good yeah, athletes. No, year, I think I think you guys win the game. I'm taking Louisville. I think you guys score Close 30. You, well, yeah, you guys scored 39 points. They scored 12 week one. I think you guys are going to score. Um, I think whoever, you or Mikey, if neither of you turn the ball over, if Mikey comes out of this game with zero turnovers, his team's going to have a very good chance in this one. If they could turn you over and Mikey plays a very clean game, they have a good chance. Yeah, no, I think this is, it's not. Like, I think yeah. we're, all, we're all going to pick Louisville here, but if you have been, oh. I'm taking Louisville. I didn't didn't think he was picking against me. No, listen, I I, I might pick him the whole year. Um, I I got to see more offense from Mikey. I told him the best uh, throw we had last week was the one we threw the ref's uh, flag over the fence. (laughs) 
I got to see a little more offense from Mikey. Yeah. No, all right. So we're all in Louisville. That's that. That's like when all the analysts have yeah. Uh, yeah, the you're guy done. You're going to lose by 30. All right. Not th- um, there's no way my team's too good to lose by 30. Okay. <laughs> RV versus Rowan, 10 o'clock game. Both teams playing first game of, of back-to-backs, which means this game is going to feel very important for both Ooh. teams. I'm expecting both teams to have uh, full full people. Um, I'm taking Army. Um, I think Mike is the more electric quarterback. Oh, they're both named Mike. Danino is the more electric quarterback in this game. Use your legs. Continue to get out. I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. I'm taking Army 13-12. to 12. Dad. I'm taking Army also. I got to see more offense than I saw from Rowan last week, so... Uh, hopefully it's there. Use your weapons. Uh, I want to see Paulie involved a lot more than just one target. Yeah, if he does that, they're gonna have. I think the key to Rowan winning is Mike Negron throwing Paulie the ball. I am taking Rowan. Give me Paulie Caldonado. Eight targets, seven catches, three touchdowns, and an interception. Thank you, Paulie wow. Caldonado. That's right. a huge okay. day. Absolutely right. huge day from Paulie Caldonado. Hear that one because that's gonna be your matchup probably. No offense to Kev Morris. Pauly Caldonado is just a beast. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Kev is a beast. Uh, I know. Next no, game. Ooh, doubleheader for Kurtzman. Yeah. Louisville against Houston. Houston. Tommy. I am taking Louisville. I'm never taking, never betting against them until they lose, and Kurtzman devastates me yet again. Um, Listen, I told my team we expect to come out of this 2-0. Yeah. Uh, taking one game at a time. No more Kokoda in this game for us. Has to leave early, so he's going to miss the second game. All right. Is that changing your pick? Say goodbye to Louisville. <laughs> um, no, I think Kiefer Tommy is figuring out the offensive line and giving himself time to throw. Kalka and Austin do a great job of that. Um, and not and just playing a clean game. I thought they did well. He needs to not turn the ball over. Also, I need to not turn the ball over. So who am I to talk? But I'm taking myself. That. Wow, this is tough. This this takes away. Uh... Are you picking Tommy Galante to go to 0-3? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't like to see Tommy. We, we want to bet against them go 0-3. But then you take away Mark, who's, who plays safety for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of the best safeties in the league. Now you're taking a key component out of the secondary. On a guy who likes to throw deep balls, exactly. for sure. That's tough. I'm still going to go with Louisville, though. Oh. I still think the best That's team. like when the guy gives a million reasons why you should take one team and then you take the other team. All right, well, now that you guys all both pick me for both games, not looking good. All Say right. goodbye. Say goodbye to Christmas. 11 a.m. Army against ASU. Oh, boy. Ooh. Are you picking? Um, if, I put, if I set Army's... Total points scored on, on the, the day, day at 30. I was going to say 30 and a half. What are you taking? Over. So you said they're going to score 13. I think they have their. So you I, think I they know. have a big game in game two against. I mean, I think they get. I game think one of the. I think, listen, I think one of the. I think they're going to have their full line this game. They were missing Joe Nunez, who I think a lot of people. If, are you coming? Are you locked in for the field? I am out. Out. I will be okay. at Peak Sports Mountainside well, from nine to five. You will see if you're there. You will see Joe Nunez. I know he's going to be a beast in the line. So if that's the matchup between him and Damian, that's going to be a good one to watch. I am going to take. It's hard. It's hard because ASU has scored six points in their first game. I'm taking Army. Ooh. Taking Army. Defensive battle again. But I think. Uh, I just think Arnie scores more points. I want to see, man. I gotta see. Uh, I gotta see Augie start. I mean, doing if more. you think they're gonna score more points than the other team, then you probably should pick them to win. Did I say that? No, you, did. no you said yeah. They're gonna score more points. I didn't mean no, to say yeah. that. <laughs> I meant to say no. I didn't say more points than they usually have. Okay. Um, ASU needs to figure it out. I'm thinking ASU. Yes. I can't see Augie scoring back to back duds. Yeah. I need a big game from them. Um, mentally drained. Ooh, I have Army going 0-2 on the day. I don't like that I'm picking against Mike Danino twice in the same game. Yeah, day. that's a rough thing to do. I'm taking ASU, though. Okay. Dad. I'm going to take Army. Uh, 
Nice. I, I think it's a good team. I think uh, ASU has their problems. I, I need to see an inspired Augie. I need to see that he's really into this game. I want to see him have the head for it. Augie's, listen. I want to see him smiling at the field. <laughs> Augie, matters. Augie's a killer. I mean, that, that's the way I've seen him since he's been in the league, since the start, he's been a killer. The last couple of seasons hasn't gone his way, and I, I don't know why, but I need to see Augie get back to being that killer. Yeah, I want to see killer. Killer Augie. Not uh-huh. killer, killer Cam. Another, uh, excuse me, not another. So we're all, wait, you're on ASU. I'm on we're ASU, both you're on both on Army. Okay. Other 11 o'clock game, Rowan against Cal U. I have Cal U yeah. in a route. A 30 ball. Cal U coming, focused for just one game on this day. Rowan coming up the first game of a back-to-back. Uh, second, this Analytics second are already back-to-back. not supporting your second yeah, game of a back-to-back. Um, I'm going to take Cal, a fresh Cal U team. Um, they're going to be ready to go. And Collis will probably be 3-0 at the end of the day. Agreed. Wow. You taking Cal U also? I'm going to take Cal U. I think it's going to be a tougher game than you think. Oh, think you're a big better. fan of Rowan's defense. Well, Rowan's defense, yeah. They, they got players. They got a good defense. So. Right. They have good five pullers, for yeah. sure. Remy, one of the best in the league. Yeah, just, you know, please, please, show me some offense in this game. Yeah, you see it more inspired. I'm not going to say inspired. I'm going to say more inspiring performance uh, from the ground. More aggressive. Also, just quicker passes. Like, yeah, that's get the ball fast. Get the ball yeah. fast. Get your ball out. Get out to poorly. Throw it to a screen. Two opening play. St- two steps land. Two steps. <laughs> exactly. Man. Easy stuff. I just want to see it. 12 o'clock games. 12 o'clock games. Texas A&M against TCU. First game of a back-to-back for Texas A&M. They probably see this one as the, I guess, quote-unquote, more winnable because they're playing Jirok in the second game. I think Jirok is a better team um, than TCU through one week. Um, like we talked about on the preview, on the uh, recap, TCU's going to be ready to go in this one. They're very pissed off, and I think that they do have the athletes for sure to match up in the secondary with Justin and, um, who the hell am I forgetting? Steve Bowen. They got Ritter, Liam, Chris, uh, Paul Carter. I want to see a better game out of the offensive line for TCU. I'm calling out the following. Steve Giroux, Earl Christofferson, and when Randy Myers shows up, Randy Myers. And if not him, Ray Bruno. Got to give Chris time to throw. Got to let him find Liam, Rich, and Paul down the field. I hope that Chris also does a good job of helping his offensive line by, like you said, using the pocket better and also just getting the ball out faster. I'm going to take Texas A&M in this game. Close game, but I think Justin is the difference. That, yeah, I, I think line play here is going to make the difference in this game. Um, Tuna Suroff and Noah again. Oh, you said well on the defensive line. Tuna yeah. Suroff, Noah, Matt DeFlippis against Giroux, De, um, Earl and Randy, and then other way you have those three defensive yeah, linemen. So, against. so off could push anyone around the league. Hundred percent. He's a great lineman. Aggressive. Uh, and then he's got, you know, if he's going to target Justin that many times in a game, I mean, you're getting that that guy that many chances at the ball. I like their chances. 13 so. opportunities in week one. We always talked about Suroff not targeting the right people. Definitely oh, did. Got definitely right did. Definitely targeted the right people in week one. So uh, we're yeah, all I'm going. going oh, A&M. What are you doing? I'm taking A&M. All right. Clean sweep of A&M in the 12 o'clock matchup with TCU. Who's next? Clemson versus Vanderbilt. Very good game. Ooh, very, yeah, very I like good this. game. You're going to hear a lot of shit talking this game, I think. I think this game's going to get... I think I'm going to I'm gonna have to be standing by. This game could get a little chippy. <laughs> um, I think both these teams come in at different spots. I think Leota was definitely happy with his team's performance in Week 1, but knows that there's definitely improvements to be made. As for Clemson... They sneak out, like we talked about, sneak out with that 14-13 win after the loss to us earlier in the day. Um, I'm going to be interested to see if the, how this um, Clemson offensive line holds up against um, against 
Vanderbilt's defensive line. Vander, we talked about the defensive line at the beginning of this podcast. Malozzi, Elvina, uh, and Leota and Jake Obren, just four bulls that are going to make life hard. Now, listen, those are three bulls that you might be able to potentially run around because they're not as fast as you, but they are all able to push the pocket and make you have to make quicker decisions. Um, I think it's going to be a very good game. I think that Trevor needs to come in with a game plan ready to go because I know that Joe Leota will have a game plan need, ready to go. Yeah, we need more than zero rushing attempts from Trevor. Yeah, Trevor I think there just needs or just designed rollouts. Get the pocket moving because if those D linemen realize that they can just pin their ears back and go at the same spot every time, it's going to be a meaning. It could potentially be a meaning at the quarterback. Also, one thing I'm going to say, maybe it was just because Clemson had um, a double header, so they were trying to conserve energy. You beer cannot come off the field in this game. Offensive line, defensive line. He can't come off the field. If you're going to take him off, I would take him off on offensive line. I mean, on defensive line because you need him to protect against this top defensive line that Vanderbilt has. I am taking the better team in the trenches, in my opinion, and that is Vanderbilt's. Give me close game, 26-20. Late score by Vanderbilt gets it done. That I like Vanderbilt also because I like uh, what their line brings. Yep. But the thing that troubles me is the center snap. Yep, 100%. saw too many bad snaps in the first game. Uh, didn't affect them because they had a pretty good lead. And But in a in close crowd, game, yeah. which this is going to be, that could make the difference. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if Leota maybe has got to shorten up the distance between himself. I think he and, should switch centers. Or maybe just take the snap from center. Uh, on the, on the <laughs> I think he should go. I've been saying it, but listen, you're going to run your team your way. I think he should have Melozzi at center because I think Melozzi did a pretty good job snapping for Augie in the fall when he had to. Yeah. Um, I would put but that. I know he likes to use Melozzi in the passing game, and it's hard to use your center in the passing game. So I'm going to let him run his team. But Elvina, if you are snapping, you've got to get those snaps down because a game like that where maybe Leota doesn't fall on the ball and they scoop and score it for six, it could have made a bigger difference in the game. Or if he falls on it 20 yards downfield, it might kill the team. 100% uh, kill the drive. Who are you taking? I'm going to go with Vanderbilt because I do think they're a better team. But I think that, uh, it, you know, in a close game, those kind of mistakes can be magnified. A lot of similar think, picks. Who are you taking? I mean... I've never paid Trevor Garland once, and I'm going to do it now. Even nice. though I really like Vanderbilt's team, I think Clemson comes in and gets an upset win. I think Vanderbilt would be the favorite in this game. Yeah. I think Clemson's going to get an upset win. All right, nice. One more game. I'm shocked that that happens. That's no, a good team. No. Listen, I, I'm not really going to be shocked by anything this until we're like farther down the season and we can really see like who are the teams that we should be looking at each week. But last game of the day, 1 o'clock slate. You have uh, Texas A&M playing their second game of a doubleheader against ULA coming off of a close loss in week one to Cali um, I'm going to take ULA. I think that Jarrock and Sarov got a nice little rivalry going with each other. Um, I think that Jarrock is going to be very inspired in this game to not fall to 0-2 and also not lose to Sarov. Um, the game plan is definitely going to be to neutralize Justin and make Sarov beat him with other people, which is what I think everyone should do against Texas A&M if you're going to try to beat them. Um, I'm going to go with ULA. I think that they have good line play, and that could be a little of a problem for a... I'm not gonna say they're a bad line because they they mock me in the mock me in the Instagram comments because I said that their line might be a little trouble with Noah Tuna and uh, Sir off to flip us whatever. Um, I think that in a second game of back to back with a good defensive line coming at you like uh, ULA has could be a little problem for Sir off. I'm going to take ULA. I'm also on ULA. Wow. Ooh. If it's Tommy, a nice spot. Could take Justin. Could take Jarrod. What are you doing? I, I, I don't like the fact that I don't have 100 percent Jarrock. His game, his game is his legs as well as his arm. He's a thousand thousand guy almost every season he plays. 
And yeah. you know, if he's not going to run the ball, then it's different. It's it different takes ground. away. It takes a big, uh, a big dimension away from their uh, their team. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think I'm going to go with A and M in this game. Mm. Okay. Uh I just I hate betting against Justin. Yeah, it's you're taking you're taking. But, hey, listen, this game you have a early matchup of two uh, early MVP candidates. In oh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot and yeah, Bigfoot and Justin. I think you know, it's gonna be a good matchup. I'm very excited for it. I hope that. I think you should pump the both of them up and see who comes out and has a better game. Yeah, listen, um, listen, this is definitely a challenge. First, first overall pick, fourth overall pick, two of the best pure athletes in the in, in our league. So very excited for the matchup. We're all we're all in ULI. No, I'm in with. Oh, you're I'm taking AM. AM. Okay. Um, all right, that does it for the, re- the, the the preview for week two. We got a couple more things we want to do here. I know long pot, hour, 15 minutes, but if you're sticking with us, you're just getting more content right here. <laughs> um, we have power rankings. Power top rankings. five. We're only doing top five right we now. We'll five. do a, I'll get, we'll get a, after this week, we'll get a full te- 14 ranks, but here's who we are both thinking, or all of us are thinking are the top five. Augie asked us all. So, yeah, I posted yeah. it. On, yeah, 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 we, here we go. I have. What do you have? Right here, my teams, my top five. Yeah, you go. I, I'll read them up. I had Cal at one, Louisville at two, Vandy at three, UAB four, A and M at five. That was my that was my top five teams after week one. My top five was very similar. Cal U one, myself two, Vanderbilt three. I have Texas A and M four, and UAB, UAB five. five. Um, if I remember correctly, I had we have yours right here, Tom. If you yeah. want to read the top five right there. Yeah, I got Cal at one, Louisville, Louisville two, Vanderbilt three. We're all eight, the same top three. A and M at four, and I got Army in at five. Yeah, yeah. you like listen. I was actually really surprised by that because I didn't think I, I, I maybe maybe I misheard you or maybe I'm forgetting the conversation. But I feel like you weren't as impressed by Army. But I feel like after hearing this podcast, you are more impressed by Army. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, actually, wait. I'll read you. Go. I, I was. I'll read you my. Uh, I'll read you my full power rankings because I feel like oh, I'm you wrote them out. I, th- I wrote them. On, I wrote them in the, uh, in the chat. With us and Augie. Did you? Yeah, you wrote I, I, wrote, I, wrote a full, I wrote a full power rankings. Yeah, here it is right here. Nope, it is not there. Just <laughs> No, I definitely wrote it, though. Um, um, I don't know if you did. Yeah, I, I don't think I wrote that. I don't think he, I wrote that. Because he asked me, he asked me who, who they were. Huh. I'm looking back through it right now. I'm trying to find it. What? We did, like, he definitely, We I definitely sent... Oh, right here. I have Cal U1, Louisville 2, Vandy 3, A&M 4, UAB 5. I have ULA 6, mm-hmm. Memphis 7, Clemson 8, Army 9, Houston 10, Rowan 11, UNC 12, ASU 13, TACU 14. Wow. Um, I don't care about record right now. I care about what I saw on the field and what I saw on the film. I don't think record should matter in power rankings ever. Right. It's about how you're playing at that moment. And based on what I've seen... This is how I feel it goes. You can disagree with me. You can agree with me. Um, I think the one thing that would be different, most stars, you have Army number five. I have Army number nine right now. Oh. I just need to... No, listen. I, no shade against them. I just need to see more than you beating a, a, a Rob L a Rob L-less team 20 to 15. Uh, uh, listen, go out there and get two wins this week. You'll be in my top five guaranteed. Um, I just need to see a little more. They got and, good players, and what you tell me, they got better players coming. Yeah, they have. Listen, they have a really good line. Joe, Joe Nunez is coming. I and, think. Uh, I, I think that might get better. Zunino well. gets better with every game he's going to oh, play. Oh, 100 percent. They're going to kill me when they when they hear this. They're going to probably kick me out of the group chat. But that's how I feel right now. I think. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams that I, listen. I bet you that my top 12, uh, 14 is going to look completely different than it does right now after after uh, Sunday's games. 
So, um, very excited for week two. We are at Sayreville High School. Sayreville High School. I have texted the cabin chat every single week. I will post it on every single social media multiple times. So we're not at the Bluefield. We're not at the high this school. week. The next two weeks, we are at Sayreville High School. On the turf or on the grass? On the turf. On the turf. No <laughs> more. That grass is very bad. That's 2018 vibes. Uh, 2022, we are all turf. If you have made it this far on the podcast, you're a beast. You're a beast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. We will catch you guys at the field on Sunday at Sayreville High School. Peace.